0: This episode was uploaded Saturday, October 29th, 2022, and you're listening to episode 10 of the 5x5 Room RPG Podcast. The success of many works such as The Shining, Frankenstein, and Hereditary make it abundantly clear that we love being scared. More than that, we enjoy the fear of the unknown and the unexpected places that the themes of horror can take us, as long as it's not happening to us. Today, Jeremy and I discuss these themes and how to best implement them into your tabletop sessions to make it more spooky and terrifying. And who knows, you may even be able to convince your players to go investigate that sound coming from the basement. Alone. The running time for this episode is 24 minutes.
1: Welcome to the 5x5 Room. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Hollis. And today, we have a spooky episode of the <laughs> 5x5 Room! I love it. I love it. Uh, no, we're going to talk about horror games, and uh, maybe some tips for running one, and uh, some of the benefits that you get out of it. I'm going to start right out of the bag with one of the biggest things when it comes to a horror game, is they're very often both scary and silly. And it is difficult to maintain that balance sometimes, especially if you as a game master has it in your head that this is going to be a really spooky game, and I'm going to freak out the players, and everything's going to be so scary, and then they're all cracking jokes the whole time, and you feel like it's kind of ruined your your mood. You're going to have to get over that, because it's what's going to happen.
0: You'd be surprised how often in popular media that the scariest genres you could think of, the scariest TV shows and movies and books tend to use humor as a unique
1: tool to cut the tension. You build tension up, you break it down, and humor does a really good job of that. That's why I think it's a good idea for you to set the tone if you're going to try to run a horror game and be willing for it to break every now and then, let those jokes come in, but then make sure you know how to kind of reset the tone where it needs to be. So obviously if the player characters are making a joke about a particular enemy, I hope it's not your big bad, just let them have it. Once that enemy is gone we can move on, then you can kind of reset the tension and put them back into that, that area of reminding them that they are in a, a bit of a scary movie in the moment.
0: I'd even add to that, in some cases, players respond with humor in the element of horror because it makes them uncomfortable. We all have seen the people that have the nervous laugh. It's somewhat similar in that regard. If the element is uncomfortable, if it's truly horrific and terrifying, humor is a
1: way to cope with that feeling. And discomfort is something I think is worth talking about. For a lot of people, especially me, scary doesn't mean gross. So there's no need for you to talk about any particularly grotesque disembodiment or horrible thing that the players have to see. If that's what gets your group going, that's fine. But... Make sure you take note of your players to the table if you're just making someone uncomfortable doesn't mean that you're necessarily scaring them or putting them in that right mindset. You could just be kind of grossing them out. We've definitely talked about elements
0: similar to this when we discuss what you discuss in your session zero, where you talk about the boundaries that players have, things they are and are not okay with in that instance, when you're referring to elements that are gonna be more grotesque, like you know disembowelment and things like that you might have a table that just simply does not find that tasteful or like in the case of Jeremy, particularly scary. If anything, it's just gross to some people. So knowing that in advance is a, and having that conversation is a good idea.
1: So let's talk ambiance. There's a lot of different ways you can set the ambience and I like to call this section lights, sounds, and smells. There's a lot of interesting tools that you can use to help get your players in that mood. It could be as simple as lighting a candle in the center of the table. It could also be playing some sound effects, like the sound of like lightning and thunder in the background. Or it could even be dimming the lights just a little bit to kind of give that extra feel. However, be aware, there have definitely been times where uh, Hollis in particular has run a spooky, scary game for us, and he's dimmed the lights just a little bit, and he's played some rain noises, And you'll also know that that is a good way to fall asleep very quickly. (laughs) It's true. This is very true. The senses are really
0: important when it comes to horror, right? Dimming the lights if the campaign is particularly dark or making sure that the sounds, maybe you find a YouTube video that plays a spooky nighttime forest ambiance or the soft dark rain. I think that those kinds of elements really can enhance and add a lot to your game in general, but especially when we're talking for the theme of horror, these are things that can actually really, really make it feel immersive. A cool trick I'd seen online, someone found uniquely terribly scented candles, and they mentioned that they would light them, and of course it would be a foul smell that would fill the air, obviously probably not the kind of thing you want to keep burning the entire the entire session but it definitely gives them an idea of what the scenario
1: you're describing would smell like
0: and smell is a decent sense
1: yeah and obviously this is a lot to keep up with i'm not saying that every game master that's going to run a one-shot for their buddies while on halloween night should buy a whole bunch of candles and set up a surround sound system and put in dimmer bulbs If you have access to these things, they can really help, but don't break the bank trying to make one session or one campaign have a complete atmosphere. Try to find ways that work well for you that are within your budget and within your means. One good budget
0: option that I'd suggest and I have used before is that at smaller shops like Dollar General and things like that or the Dollar Store, if you have one of those in your city, you can normally find relatively inexpensive candles especially like tiny ones that you can lay or set up in patterns. I know that this is a neat element you can include in any session that kind of adds life and something interesting present, and it won't cost very much to accomplish it.
1: So the next thing I want to get into is reflavoring and turning up the narration a little bit. These are great tools for a horror game. I bring this up way too often, and I've probably brought it up before, but there is, particularly uh, from Ex- Expedition to Castle Ravenloft. Loft, there was an enemy that was supposed to be somewhat of a cosmic horror. It had psychic abilities. And it had some some psychic powers that it would use on players that were just from the book. And one of them in particular, I recall, it would make you fall prone. And you could very easily say, roll your saving throw. Did you fail it? You fall prone. But then there was like underneath it, they said, hey, don't do that. Instead, say, hey, roll your saving throw. You failed the saving throw, you know, right now, directly beneath your feet is someone or something that is extremely precious to you. And if you don't get it out now, it will never get out. And you explain to the player character that they drop onto the ground, clawing at the dirt, desperate to get this person or thing out from underneath them. You just gave me goosebumps, by the way. And that's way more meaningful than saying, and you fall prone. There's ways that you can take the narration and you can use them to make something seemingly small and mechanical into something far more nefarious, far more intimidating, and I encourage you to do so. Also, details are scary. When you're describing the scary, spooky castle the player characters are approaching, you can say there's a big castle. Or you can take some time and you can talk about the cobwebs, you can speak about the the strange bird like creature that seems perched on the roof that almost seems like it's watching them. You can talk about the eyes in the painting that follow them around the room. The more details you put into this, the more you can draw in that suspense. One of the
0: best things about tabletop games is that it allows everyone's imagination at the table to sort of create the own best and worst of what you sort of visualize in your head. In the example that you just gave Jeremy, person A may hear what you described and have one image and person B has another image. In some cases, by having a larger narrative, or explaining, giving more details about the senses, they create the worst possible thing that they could imagine.
1: Yeah, definitely involve the senses in your descriptions. You can say things like, you can faintly hear uh, the what sounds like the giggling of children on the wind. And you can say things like, you suddenly get a strange scent in your nostrils that you can't place. Putting these extra details in can really help getting your players into character i would also say build slow so the spookiness is earned you don't necessarily want to throw your players into a big horde of zombies and it's say oh it's scary it's a good opportunity to start slow think of it like a horror movie you'll you'll have the creaking floors and the door that seems to shut on its own and you can have the spooky sounds and things and over time, you slowly escalate and escalate until you finally hit that, that high point of the real scare that's happening. Horror is definitely
0: a theme that really does well the more you build it and build it and build it. Don't get me wrong, there is a point where the players are going to be looking for some sort of relaxation, some sort of release from all the tension that does get built up, but it's definitely a rewarding experience if you can take the time to get there. Think of your game and the themes of that game like any great character. Characters aren't great from their onset. Well, unless it's one made by Jeremy. Thank you. But in general, most characters, part of the process and what makes that character so amazing is the journey that they took to get there. And horror is no different in terms of theme. The more bricks that are laid to help build the foundation to make the concepts scary, it's all the more rewarding when eventually they all begin tumbling down And this house of horrors, this wall of fright now, completely topples over the players and makes them terrified.
1: Not unlike your metaphor. But uh, you do raise a good point about making sure you don't build it for too long. It is important to remember that your players will have short memories and that if you spend all of one session building the tension and then expect that tension to still be there a week or two weeks or a month from now when your players meet back up, it's probably not going to have the same effect. So let's talk about Ravenloft. What is that? I've never heard of it. I know that you are intimately familiar with Ravenloft.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: I've also run Ravenloft in my time, but I believe Hollis has run it probably going on five or six times by now. You know, some people would say that's a great thing, but now, after hearing you say it, I'm not certain if it's good or bad. It is sort of the quintessential scary D&D campaign or setting Let's start first. What is scary about Ravenloft? What makes
0: Ravenloft so scary to me is that it feels like every aspect of that adventure, the world itself, the town's people, the big bad, the weather, the mists. They're all things that are against the players and if anything, the players go into an unknown environment where the very land itself is seemingly against them. It's against them in terms of exploration. They're not favored, necessarily, through combat. Effectively, it's the largest starting uphill battle for a lot of players. That concept alone is terrifying, to know the very land is against you.
1: I personally think that Strahd von Zarevich is a great part of what keeps the game scary, because in some ways he's like a force of nature. This is a lord of this realm that is so powerful that no one has even thought to oppose him in generations. He has persisted as just a piece of the landscape through, like, your father and grandfather and great-grandfather's time. And you have no idea what it is that he's thinking or what it is that he's planning. Oh, but he always has a plan. Yeah. Can it be scarier? Are there things that we as a Game Master can bring in to running a Ravenloft game to help kind of amp up the spookiness? I think making it scarier is... A challenge to some degree
0: it is one of the best made modules I think that's come out of fifth edition and out of fourth edition and previous editions so I think it's very well crafted you'd mentioned Strahd and you said Strahd of course is a big bad to his own that is effectively unrivaled compared to a lot of big bads and I think that the way you add more tension and make it scarier is to make it clear that he is always watching He has spies everywhere, and of course in Curse of Strahd they make this very clear, but really, really, really dial that in and make the players know it feels as though you're being watched, eyes are always on you, your movements, are they really your own, or are they simply being manipulated by someone else in the background? I think that's one way to maybe make it a bit scarier, make it seem as though your movements are not always your own, that you are in fact being manipulated.
1: Another thing I wanted to mention that can be very scary, but I'll warn you should be careful with this. Don't abuse it and don't overuse it. But something that is very scary to players is taking away their agency. This can be something like a power, like a dominate power that makes you have to do something like attack your friends, but that's a little too mechanical. What if a player character wakes up after an extended rest, they slept in an inn, And their hands are just coated in fresh blood. How does that player feel about that? How does the player character feel about that? They suddenly realize they might have done something. They don't even know. If you're going to take away a player character's agency, once again, do it sparingly, but do it with reason. It's a great way to lead the players to believe that they are not in control here, especially in a place like Ravenloft, where you have such a powerful figure That they're trying to oppose. So there's maybe some ways that we could amp up the scariness. We could take Ravenloft and tweak things here and there. But here's another question. Does it have to be scary? Is it really important if you decide, hey, I'm going to run a game of Ravenloft, maybe in Curse of Strahd, does it need to be a scary game?
0: Even if the campaign itself doesn't end up being this very scary, goosebump-inducing experience, the fact remains is that horror- as a theme, is also just very interesting to explore. We talked earlier about comedy. While they are, you know, very, very much opposed, they can be used to cut tension. I see no reason why the motivations of Strahd, or in general, the, the motivations of the central plot of Ravenlob, could be even more streamlined and less focused on the narrative and just having the horror elements of it be just another cool part of the theme to be more of the window dressing. Now, this is not how it's intended to be run, but at the end of the day, it's your table and what you might enjoy. So if that means your version of Ravenloft, in this case, would be something that may have a bit more comedy, a bit more humor, but then be earmarked by these very unique, horrific experiences that happen occasionally instead of that being the bread and butter of the campaign, I think that's good as well.
1: Yeah, I think the big advice there is listen to your table. If everyone is constantly joking and laughing, even if you have this big idea of running a super scary game, don't force it. Obviously, if that's you know what you came for, make it clear to your players that's sort of what you're after. But if it's just not happening, you can't make people be scared. Nor do you want to.
0: Trying to force a player to, to laugh or force a player to be scared really does take away. I can't believe this word is coming back again. Agency. You want the players to enjoy the game presented at the table in the way that you're presenting it, sure. However, it's important as a DM to make sure that you are reading the room. You and the players are all responsible for making sure that everyone's having a good time. In the same way that you should feel confident in telling a player, hey, maybe this is not the sort of game session for you or the campaign for you, you should be comfortable with feedback from the player saying, this is the kind of game we would prefer to play. If you will run this for us, we'd like it to be less
1: serious, more funny, with more comedy, and I
0: think that's okay.
1: So is there anything else we want to mention as far as tips for getting in the spooky mood? I think you'll find that there's some really good examples of of things that are scary and
0: you can implement into your game by simply taking a look at common themes and tropes you see from other movies. When Jason is stalking the, the teenagers at the campsite, you note that they can hear the sound of something moving about in the forest, but when they look... They don't really see anything. But then the camera shows us Jason's perspective as you look through the force then at the kids. When Michael Myers is chasing someone down, he's like the Terminator. You can't stop him. He's the, He just walks straight forward. He barely runs. It's really just a consistent pace. He's like a truck that you're never going to be able to stop. He will keep moving forward regardless of whatever you hit him with, stab him with, and so on and so forth. Remembering that these are elements that exist already in horror And why they work are important for allowing you to implement them into your game and making them work very well. Maybe you have a Thrall of Strahd who pursues his opponents relentlessly. In spite of everything you do, he will eventually find you. It just may be a matter of time. How do the players react to this? And how do you as a DM roleplay this out and
1: make it a scary experience? I also kind of like the Jason thing that you brought up because vignettes is also a good opportunity for you to give the players a little glimpse behind the curtain to realize how much they're being watched. You can do a bit of a zoom out while the players are celebrating from a victory to to see Strahd or whatever villain you have staring down at a crystal ball, just sort of chuckling to himself about what he knows and what they don't. You can take these opportunities to instill in the players this sense of fear, even if it's not necessarily apparent to the characters. And while you're talking about movies, I think it's a good idea just watch some spooky movies. If you are trying to run a spooky game, or if you're playing a spooky game, watch some old, scary movies. Do something to kind of get yourself in the spirit. To turn this conversation
0: on its head, I think it's also important to look at elements of horror that don't fit the norm an example cabin in the woods it's a very weird kind of movie in that it definitely has these suspenseful kind of horror dark themes involved but the movie is very much a comedy to some degree it's definitely got hefty comedy elements but it's a great experience when you watch that movie i guarantee you'll walk away from it going huh that was interesting the elements were scary but i found myself laughing way more than i wanted And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That could be the kind of game that's perfect for your table. I know we're approaching the end of the episode, but I do have a sort of curveball question to ask you, Jeremy. Yeah. Often we discuss some of the pitfalls in DMing style that are usually not well-received at the table. Are there any of those themes that you could think of? Maybe a way that you run the game, uh, common ways you introduce villains, that you think you can easily fall
1: into a pitfall that does a disservice to a horror game? Don't try to use jump scares. Maybe don't, like, bang on the table really loudly to, like, get their players' attention. There's probably better ways to sort of get your point across. I mean, I guess if you want to rely on it, that's fine. But I've found it always more just kind of jars everyone than anything else. Anything you're thinking? I know it's an element that's very common in, Cur-
0: in Curse of Strahd. But I find myself trying to avoid having the big bad meet the players so often and letting them get away. We've covered this in another episode about villains and how this can be a very frustrating experience for players. Even with horror as an element and a character like Strahd that is fully aware of a lot of elements of of the game at at once, uh, always aware of what the players are up to, the fact remains is always having him present and available and then consistently toying with the players. At some point, if it's too often, the players are going to go, okay, what's the big deal? Why not just end us here? Why keep making this a game?
1: Now, here's a great idea. If they end up fighting Strahd at some point really early in the campaign, maybe he TPKs them and they just wake up on the ground. But then you shoot one of them a secret message that just says, hey, you kind of feel something on the side of your neck. It kind of hurts. Ooh. I love it. Don't tell anyone else. But on that note, any leaving thoughts that you've got for running a horror game? So much of what makes the game scary to me, at least, tends to be
0: how all the senses are incorporated, and then in addition to that, how detailed the descriptions themselves are to really make me immersed in what's going on. While you can go overboard, I would say especially in horror, it's one of the scenarios where leaning a bit more into being overly descriptive is probably for the best. If you find that it's bogging down playtime at your table, or simply making you take way too long to get your point across you can tone it down but i think this is a scenario where
1: maybe i'd start with more and then start to back it off if it was too much i would even just say also if you haven't ever run a horror game before and you've never really thought about running one before give it a shot it's a great way to kind of stretch yourself get your gm chops warmed up on some different things and just sort of experiment around to see what you and your players enjoy At the end here, I did think of one other thing that comes from horror. Sorry to just add this at the end. Let's do it.
0: Sometimes, finding out what is scary to the players is an amazing tool for you as a DM. And horror games really give you the benefit of seeing what grinds their gears, if you will. What really makes them second-guess jumping directly into combat or second-guess trying to come to the aid of someone in trouble. Take note of this, and then when you have other sessions that aren't necessarily themed about horror... Remember how those conditions played a part in the player's hesitation, or even more so, played a part in their willingness to help. You might find that there's ways to motivate players to do things
1: in the game simply by having the right incentives. I think that's a great point to end on. So with that note, uh, happy Halloween, enjoy your spooky games, and thank you for listening. I hope you're
0: the house that gives the full-size candy bars, and have a great night.